Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to that sweet intro that we have. We are back. We are here. Neil, missed you. How are you? Missed you, pal. I'm good. I'm well. I'm alive. You're live. You're here. You've been on a bunch of trips. You got some tan going on. Been on a bunch of trips. Been, uh, you know, all over the world. You got some. uh, some Do I have a tan? It's been a while since I I was on. I mean, you're more tan than I. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been more tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, why don't you, uh, why don't you start us off? Tell us literally what you've been up to recently. Like what's, what's new in the life of Neil? Uh, quite a bit actually. Um, I know I, I mentioned, uh, before the show, I was, uh, I was in the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean, uh, just getting my relaxation on. I was there for a wedding. It's wedding season. So I've been you away. You were in Dominican for a wedding? For a wedding. Oh, I didn't know a resort you were wedding, for a wedding. Yeah. Oh. Uh, my cousin from New York got married there. Um, was it like on a resort or? On a resort. Yeah. Nice. What resort was it? I can't remember the name of it, but it was in the Dominion. It was in Punta Cana. Um, Really nice, you know, hanging out with family. Uh, Really good weather. It's hot as fuck in the Dominican. Yeah, especially right now. Then came back, had a week, week or two here, and then was off again for another wedding in uh, a very different climate, which was uh, British Columbia, colder uh, wedding that was. Um, was it cold there? Is it cold there right now? It was good. The wedding was uh, on, in a farm. Like it was on a farm setting. Like the animals and it was walking like tw- all around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. It was a small wedding, 50 people. Um, but much colder than the sandy Dominican, Dominican <laughs> yeah, beaches. Yeah, I can imagine. Two very um, different climates. Then came back and had COVID. So that was a yeah. battle with COVID. You I know? feel so. like that was uh, that was your karma just balancing itself out after you. It's like time to <laughs> time to get some rest here. You know? After you gotta, like two amazing trips, yeah, it's yeah. just like sucker. Here you go. COVID. I know, but uh, a lot has happened since you know we last had an episode here, and yeah, you know, let's start by seeing what you've been up to. I know we're sitting on a different table than we last. We, did. Yep, we. Are. <laughs> <laughs> if you're joining us on YouTube, we are sitting at a different table. Honestly, um, I've been spending way too much money. That's what I've been doing. That's what Josh has been up to. I bought a new table. I redid. Uh, it's not ex- as exciting as going to Dominican and BC, but um, uh, bought a new whole patio set. I guess I haven't. Yeah, you came into my apartment today, and I haven't really shown you the patio. I'll show you after. But um, yeah, no, gotten a whole new patio set because I really, I literally realized that like I've been living in this place for almost three years now and I, I maybe been on my patio maybe five times mm-hmm. in that whole span it's just because i all i had was like a bar stool or two bar stools and a bar table out there and i really just didn't use it so i decided to just like vamp it up yeah made it my own personal oasis and now i'm literally out there every single night are you yeah you I like know. you like spending time out there Really or are you just going out there to, you know, have a cry, um, <laughs> you know, sob a bit? <laughs> I go out there to cry about my <laughs> Toronto teams. That's what I go out there to cry segues about. Segues nicely. It segues nicely. Were you yeah. out there last night for an extended period of time? I actually did. I, I got home I, uh, and I sat out there for a little bit, smoked some weed and just enjoyed... Uh, <laughs> enjoy the peace get me out of this reality get me literally out and you know what hey we got uh just as one disappointing team finishes we got a new team starting up their uh their preseason right now but um yeah i'm gonna use that segue to talk about uh you know this is our annual disappointment in the jays podcast this is this is we did the same show last year 
um, <laughs> these shows, these episodes, right after we have a disappointing, you know, exit from the playoffs, the postseason, or the season even. It's always the most listened to episodes because we have masochists that that listen to our show. But um, yeah, no. So the Jays are out of the postseason officially. I mean, if you can even say that they made the postseason, to be quite oh, honest with you. Absolutely not. Like, I don't think the, the wild card is like a playoff to get into the playoffs. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Right? It it's not actually... actually playoffs, and they have not tasted playoffs. <laughs> no. um, a couple years ago, they, they changed the format of the wild card game. So it's not just one game anymore. Which is kind of nice, but now it's like it's a it's a full series, and as we can as we've seen over the past two years, the the Jays management doesn't know how to you know line up their team for success in a series. They know how to line up their team for success in most games, single games, but in terms of a series, um, no, they didn't they didn't line up their team for success. Well, it starts from the top down, right? And like we knew this team was going to have a hard time putting up runs when they got rid of Teoscar Hernandez, when they got rid of Lord Goriel Jr. They yeah. traded their stud Moreno for Dalton Varsho, who can't, he can barely, one in every four hits. I, I when he, yeah. One in every four at bats, he'll get a hit. He has minimal power. He's great defensively, and that is one of the reasons why this team was <clears throat> successful this year is because of their defense and because of their starting pitching. Even with, you know, not having their stud from last year, Alec Manoa, he had his own demons that he was battling. Yeah. But this team had the one of the best starting rotations in the league and, like, still couldn't put together because they can't score <laughs> runs. We just couldn't. We had this, it was the same issue last year in the wildcard series. Like we just, for some reason, like what, like we were had more hits than them though. We just couldn't finish. We Dude, literally, it's, it's actually pathetic. Yeah, this team's made the playoffs three of the last four years, mm-hmm. which means Vladdy and Bo have made the playoffs three of the last four years and not won a single game in the wildcard. Not won a single game. Single game. Not a single game. So what do you do? Well, we had yeah, we had the COVID season too, right? It's embarrassing. Yeah, we had the COVID season. I mean, like, who do you who do you attribute this this loss to? Because I know there's there's obviously like we had uh, Jose Barrios being being pulled in the fourth inning after literally just pitching lights out the first three and a half innings, and just you know he was going off. Obviously, he was upset with being pulled. I don't know if they told him beforehand that it was going to happen um, because he did seem like it was upset. I think. The entire Blue Jays staff knew that it was happening because Kikuchi was pitching from the literal first inning in the bullpen. So we, you know, they were they were playing it out like he was going to, you know, be put in earlier than usual. Um, and he's a starting pitcher. He's not like a he's not a relief pitcher. So that was, you know, kind of a, a switch up on on management part. But I don't know that you can attribute it to, you know, the Jays getting picked off at second. Um you know, leaving runners stranded almost every single inning. There were runners stranded. At one point, there was there was literally it was zero outs, bases were loaded, and we still left three runners on. I mean, you can you can look at this one game and and dissect it all you want, but the fact of the matter is, Josh, they scored two runs. And yeah, in the entire. If, if any MLB team scores two runs, chances are you have. A high chance, a high probability of winning that game because you limited them to two runs. Yeah. The real problem is they scored, the Blue Jays scored one run in 18 innings. One run in 18 innings. Yeah. 
run, run. They don't deserve to win. You can talk about the management decision to pull Barrios, but they only gave up two runs the entire game. They gave up three runs the entire game before that. Yeah. This Blue Jays team that we have here, you can't score one run in two games and expect to win. You can't. It's it's difficult because, like, I don't know, the, even the way the season ended, I don't know if you feel the same way, but the way the season ended was the momentum was not on our side. Like, sure, we had that that celebration in the locker room, but they lost that series. Like, they got in because Seattle lost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was the reason they got in. They lost that game. Mm-hmm. And then the last game that they played at Rogers Center, they lost. They had, this season, they've had one of their highest attendance uh, rates, attendance uh, averages since, I think it was like 2012 or 2011 or something like that. Um, because people are excited for this team. Like we just had a whole new renovation of Rogers Center. Like, uh, I don't know if you've, uh, for those of you who haven't been there, you literally can stand right next to the field. Like you're standing at a bar right next to the bullpen. So you're, you're literally right there with the players. So obviously it's going to bring more people into the stadium. You're there to watch this team because this team looks really good. They have all the pieces this year. They have the starting rotation. You know, they have the heavy hitters to, to do something in the postseason. And then to lose that last series. And I don't know if you saw Sid Sixero say this on Breakfast Television, but he he was upset with them for not, you know, acknowledging the fans as they were leaving for that last series. So they what they did as soon as literally as soon as that game was over, they left the field. They didn't say anything to the fans. That was their that was their last home game of the season, obviously, because they're out of the playoffs. I'm taking this out. Uh it was a Blue Jays hat for those of you not watching. Um, but they left the field right away to go to their stupid celebration for what? You literally got, you advanced to the playoffs by default. You didn't, you took it out of your own hands. You couldn't win that game. You couldn't win that series. You went and celebrated another team allowing you to make the playoffs while yeah. all of your fans are there like, oh, yeah, cheering you on. And you go to do your own private celebration. And then the fans are like, okay, I guess we leave now. And then they come back, like, I think it was like 45 minutes later after they're all nice and drunk, nice and, you know, wasted, or covered in champagne. They're coming out and they're spraying, like, their friends and family that were in the stands. There's probably, like, 100 people left, if that. I don't know. It's just, like... It's pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic. Like, you... I don't understand... I, I will never understand... Why baseball teams celebrate that though? Yeah, like they're winning the championship. Yeah, and it's almost like every single series they like win, you made it into the, the playoffs. Thing. So why yeah. is that tradition that you're having champagne showers when you made it into the playoffs? You haven't really accomplished anything yet. I keep thinking back. You celebrating that. participation? Exactly. You celebrating Literally. mediocrity? What are you celebrating? We're one of the top. You what? ain't shit. Literally, like, you haven't won shit. And in this case. Yeah, I you know the Blue Jays might as well celebrate getting into the playoffs because that's all they're ever going to make that's it. That's all they're and with this core. I don't think they they win. I really you know. Don't. Hey, don't don't worry though. Everything's going to be okay because you know Rogers is going to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into the stadium again. Yeah, jack up their prices a hundred percent, and we're going to have a you know a futuristic well, yeah. stadium they're to go to more, the game and spend twice as much money to watch yeah. an even worse team. And even don't worse worry team. though. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. The bars are going to be great. The bars are going to be great. We're going to have TVs. We're going to, yeah. Because, yeah, they're doing more renovations this this offseason. 
to, to bring yeah. more people in. I keep thinking back to that Kobe quote. Um, you know, when uh, everyone he was, he, they were up like three nothing in the in the NBA Finals, and they're like, "Why aren't you celebrating? Like, why aren't you happier?" And he's like, "What's there to celebrate? Job's not finished. Mm-hmm. Job's not done." They literally made it into the postseason. Sure, be excited. Like, take a team photo. Don't don't go into the dressing room and and pop bottles the whole time. Like, that's I don't know. Team's gonna look very different next year, Josh. Um, Matt yeah. Chapman, Brandon Belt, Kevin Kiermeyer, Jordan Hicks, Hyunjin Ryu, um, Ryu's and, not coming back, and potentially Whit Merrifield are all um, their contracts are all up mm-hmm. as the season comes to a close. But um, you know, I, Chapman has come out and said he wants to come back. I Brandon Belt just needs to retire, like. He didn't bring anything to this. No, he's whiffing at everything in this in this series. He was DHing most of the time, though. I don't know. I, I think just... the the Jays need to try and bring back Jordan Hicks. He's twenty seven. He's he's one of the fastest pitchers, the second fastest pitcher in the league. Like, he throws gas as yeah. well. He has electric stuff. So um, they traded for him this past off or this past season. I think mm-hmm. they need to do what they can to try and bring him back. But he's probably going to earn some big dollars on the market. But where does this team go from here, man? Like, what do you have to do? I think they really need to go out and get a, a power left-handed bat. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like, it's all about, like, I don't know, the last big person we signed in free agency was George Springer. So, like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, everyone else was from a trade. Like, no one's, no one's signed really long-term since then. I don't know. I, do you fire John Schneider here? Absolutely you do. I don't think he has the the capability of being a big league manager. No. And I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, he comes in to our restaurant a lot. Like, I have great conversation with him. Um, he, we honestly talk baseball, and it's going to be sad to see him go. But it is now currently almost 1 p.m. on, what day is today? It's October 5th, the day after. And he is currently not, he currently still has a job. I'm going to check my phone to make sure we didn't miss it. But he currently still... Has a job. Nothing from the Jays yet. Yeah. So we'll see what happens um, in the coming days. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of stuff happen. We might even see some upper management moving on, to be honest. I think they they need to do something here. Because if John Schneider came out like he was being managed from above him, that that move to, to pull Barrios and put in a left-handed uh, uh, Kikuchi... Uh, apparently didn't come from just John Schneider. It came from above him. See, it was that's, a decision that was made six hours before the game even started. That's not okay with me. That's yeah. not. You gotta. If you hire a manager, like you've you've gone through the process of like figuring out who's the best for the team to come in and do that. You have to put your faith in him. You have to. You can't micromanage. You are not a coach. You are not a manager. Let your coach coach. That's just yeah. That's not okay with me. So I don't know. I think I think we might see more personnel changes um, from a management side. Um, I think we should see more personnel changes. Um, it's just it's it's going to be hard to get us excited again for this team. I know we're going to have the renovations to Rogers Center, and that's probably going to be the only thing people are going to be excited about because people were super excited about it last season. Uh, we packed the house for like the first three series at home, um, but it's going to be hard to get fans excited about this team again today 
today, this next year. Yeah. Speaking of, of being a fan, <laughs> uh, you there's something you uh, have on your chest that you want to let out. Yeah. Um, yeah. On this platform, on this podcast, it is your shoot your thought podcast, Josh. So yeah. let's hear your thoughts uh, yeah. on a something we don't really talk too often about here mm-hmm. is is non Toronto teams. So um, yeah. this is a uh, premiership. Uh, team, but we're talking Champions League today. Um, a team by the form of Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, a team that you're very passionate about. Yeah. And want to speak very passionately about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what, what do you got on your mind? Uh, Manchester Not So United is, um, they're in shambles right now, to say the least. Um, I, uh, I did not choose to support this team. I will say that. I was, I was born into it. Um, but, uh, so here I am, um, my friend actually sent me a video today actually about they're, they're doing this, like, uh, they made this video of allowing Manchester United fans to jump ship and start supporting Man Man City fans. I'm not at that state yet, but, um, United just lost to Galatasaray 3-2 in, I will repeat, Manchester United just lost to Galatasaray (coughs) Yeah, you're coughing in disgust, I can tell. Oh, it's disgusting. They just lost to Galatasaray in the Champions League. They are now four points out of top two in that group, which means they probably won't make it out of the next round, into the next round. Yeah, two more games to go. I, I have no faith. I have zero faith. Um, the They are sitting 10th right now, I believe, in the league. Um, they did, hey, I will give them this. They did beat Crystal Palace in the League Cup. So they, out of the, what, 60 teams that are still in the League Cup, Manchester, not so United, is one of them. Um, I will say that I am losing faith in our coach and our manager, Eric Ten Hag. Um, I, I did have a lot of faith in him in the beginning. We went out this past offseason. We got rid of De Gea, our keeper. We signed um, Onana, who looked really good. He came over from um, Atletico, I believe. No, I lied. I can't remember where the team he came from. But he's he's on United right now. He's just making mistakes. He's he's whiffing at balls just like every single game it seems to be we lose because of a Onana mistake. Um, Jaden Sancho has come out. And I, I do want to talk about Jaden Sancho because he's come out and said that, um, you know, one day uh, Eric Ten Hag left him out of the squad for a game because he said he wasn't um, uh, impressed with him in, in training that week. He said he had a lackluster training week, so he chose to left him. He chose to leave him out of the squad. Mm-hmm. Then Jaden Sancho came out and posted on his Instagram. He's tired of being a scapegoat. He just wants to play football. Like he's, he feels like he's being disrespected. First of all, shut the hell up. Literally, shut your mouth. You are a player. You're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to be professional. You think that is professional? If I ever get, you know, uh, suspended from work, let's say, God forbid, I get I get sent home for for not doing the right thing, for not performing at the highest level, for not doing my job. If I get sent home and I go home and make an Instagram post and share it with everyone that's in my social circle, share it with everyone that's you know. Uh, at my workplace. Well, he's a pro- prolific figure. You know, he has yeah. quite a following. Exactly. Yeah. And saying that, you know, uh, you're putting all the blame on management saying, I did my best work. But no, you're a professional. If I'm getting paid millions and millions of dollars to, to not be a baby, don't be a fucking baby. Look, like the state of football right now, if, if players don't get what they want, like look at Ronaldo. Look, 
Like, Ronaldo wasn't getting... He was getting subbed off. He wasn't getting the minutes he wanted. And then he went on uh, to Pierce Morgan and talked about how United is, is in shambles and how, like, he he doesn't like what they've become. Like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. You think you're bigger than the team? Goodbye. Go play in Saudi Arabia. Have fun. Jaden Sancho, if you think you're bigger than the club, you will never play another game for Manchester United. I'm calling it right now. He will never play another game for Manchester United. It just It's not going to happen. Um, no team's going to want him. No team's going to want to... Like, look at how bad he's been. That's the problem with Ten Hag is that he has all of these players that he doesn't want. The players themselves know that he doesn't want them, and that's where the friction is. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the best out of your players who know that they're not wanted by their own manager. Mm-hmm. Like, he... You know, he's forced to play these players just out of necessity... Just that because that that gives them the best chance to win, but he doesn't want to play these players. Well, he's he's being really restricted with the amount of money that he can he can spend. It's gonna get worse before it gets better for this team. It's been worse for ten years. It's the team has not won since twenty twelve. Twenty twelve? No, twenty eleven. Sorry. Twenty eleven. Yeah, that was the last time the team won. I guess that was 2012. It was 2012. Yeah, the last time the team won was 2012. And that was literally the last time Sir Alex Ferguson was a part of this team. Think about the managers that we've gone through since then. David Moyes, uh, Louis Van Gaal, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who I actually really liked. Um, yeah. And now we're now we're into the Eric Ten Hag era. I, I will say that Sir Alex Ferguson um, took a few years to get him to the place where he was at. So I don't know if I'm fully willing to throw in the towel on Eric Ten Hag yet. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's it's a very disappointing season that we're having right now. Um, but hey, at least we're not as bad as Chelsea. Didn't spend much money in the <clears throat> transfer season either, right? Like, yeah, you said you got Onana um, from Inter. Yeah, from uh, Inter. That's right. From Inter. Yeah. Uh, Mason Mount came over from Chelsea. We got Rasmus Hoyland. Yeah. From Atalanta. But I don't know. It's just. And Rasmus Hoyland, I will say, did look really good in that Champions League game this past week against Galatasaray. He got, scored both goals for us. Um, he had one called back as well. So we almost had a hat trick. But just like the mistakes that we're making. It's not good enough for you, though. <laughs> like it's No, it's not. And we're not even. We don't even have Harry Maguire on the on the pitch anymore to, to use as a scapegoat to, to to you know to look to for you know why are you making these mistakes? Mm-hmm. He's not on the pitch. Our best players are on the pitch, and he's still we're still losing. So we've got to figure it out. We've got to you know if if the issue is you know the team isn't bought in anymore that he's you know Eric Ten Hag has lost the team in the locker room, then that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But. I, I when people say oh he's he's lost the team or like the the team does not believe in the coach like these players are getting paid multi million dollars like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who's coaching this team you go out and give it your best fucking shot you go out and play your best and they're just not playing their best right now and it's disappointing but um yeah we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see All what right. happens Let's, shall we move on let's move on um let's talk let's talk the big thing that happened in the NBA this past season, this past week, I guess. Biggest talk about the entire offseason was your favorite player. My favorite player, Damian Lillard, uh, was traded to the Bucks or traded uh, for. There was a bunch of. There was. It was a three-team trade. It turned into a four-team trade. 
after Drew Holiday went to the Celtics. Um, it's there was a lot of stuff that happened in that trade, but the main talking point is Lillard going to the Bucks. Well, let's circle that. Yeah. I did not see the Bucks coming in and and doing a deal like this. Like yeah. it was just out of out of left field. And sometimes, you know, these deals do come out of left field. Mm-hmm. You know, when it involves star players like this. Look at the Raptors going out at the last minute and acquiring yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, yeah. right? A couple <laughs> years ago. So now he's now a Milwaukee Buck. He has come out and said that he's excited to be a Milwaukee Buck. He has come out and said that he and Giannis will form the deadliest duo in the league. And hey, I believe him. He is so happy to be moving on to Milwaukee Bucks that this motherfucker, <laughs> Damian Lillard, files for divorce. No way, did he actually? From his wife. No, he did After not. the trade to Milwaukee. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know what? What? I've only been with you since... You know, we we're here in in Portland. You know, I I'm out of this fucking hellhole. You, you where know. did you see this? I didn't see it, this. He's going through some major life changes right now, wow. and he immediately filed for divorce on his trade to Milwaukee. Really? No Dude, wonder yeah. he looks like a kid in a candy store <laughs> at media day. You see, like him in the photos when he's standing next to Giannis. He Dude, literally said, "I've never been in a picture like this before." He was with this girl since they were at college <laughs> at Weber State University, wow. and they have three children together. Wow! And he's just up and they got married in September of 2021 after dating for a, almost a decade, and he gets traded after an 11 year <laughs> career with Portland. <laughs> And days later, files for divorce. Five days later, he's like, "It's gonna be a no for me, dog." I'm a no. I'm a new man now. <laughs> I'm gonna go win myself a championship. Wow. He doesn't want any distractions. I guess. No distractions. He's like, "I'm not taking you with me." Wow. <laughs> Leaving Jeez. your ass here in Portland. I'm going to Milwaukee. That is crazy. Wow. Damian Lillard making some making some making some moves here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean that's the news about Damian Lillard. Um, Do you think they now became the best team in the East? A hundred percent. That's a you have you now have two top five players in the league on the same team. I still think Boston's the best team in the East. I think with the pick and roll game that Milwaukee is about to play, you're forgetting that they <laughs> still have Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. They still have Brooke Lopez. You know. Yeah. They still have their core. I wouldn't say that's right? a big three, though. Chris Middleton is not is not a part of a big three. Even if Chris Middleton just stands in the corner and knocks down threes all game. Which he can do. He can still play D. Mm-hmm. I think you all you're looking at is this is a massive upgrade going from Drew Holiday to Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is either going to put down 12 threes a game mm-hmm. or he's going to have 49 assists a game. <laughs> just handing the ball to Giannis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not fair. Like, you can't stop them both. You, you, Whoever you're doubling, whether you're doubling Giannis down in the post or doubling Lillard on the point, someone's going to be open. Yeah. You can't, so, double, you can't double both of them you because you're going to have yeah, three like, other players yeah. in the room. You yeah. can't double both of them. And, like, Giannis is already unstoppable. Mm. When Lillard he comes, can take over the game. When he comes downhill, like full speed, like just get out of the way. Lillard's gonna be fucking 
all game long. Game time. It's game time, time all game long. I do really like this for <clears throat> Lillard. Like I, I am still a huge Lillard fan. I, I would have been a storybook finish if he were to win a championship with Portland. Obviously, that was just never going to happen. There, the team or the management just did not want to support him in that endeavor. Uh, which is, you know, why Lillard moved on. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be upset, but Lillard just, like, did what every other player in the NBA has been doing for the last 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. just literally going to uh, forming a super team and then going and winning a championship. It's it's not about, you know, there's no loyalty anymore. It's just who can... And that's the state of the NBA right now. Like, there's... You, you see, like, George, Jimmy Butler, literally as soon as that trade went through, he, he went onto Instagram and said, you got to investigate the Bucks for for tampering. And I every team tampers. Every single team tampers. They're, they're texting their buddies saying, you know, come win a championship here. Um, you know, they're having those conversations, which are not allowed. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're just not allowed. That's, that's tampering. That's yeah. what tampering is. And so, but LeBron's been doing it. With Kyrie's been doing it, like Kevin Durant's been doing it, like all these big players are just like pulling their friends over and saying, like, "Come hang out with me in LA. Come hang out with me in Phoenix, and let's go win a championship." Yeah. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Look at Brooklyn. <laughs> what a sad, sad what, big three what, that was. What time? <laughs> like when Which they acquired Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. <laughs> I'm and talking Ray about Allen? most recently. I'm talking about, of like, course, like Brooklyn has tried it multiple times multiple and times. it hasn't worked. No, just that organization is just ridiculous. But um, yeah, no. As the Raptors ramp up their season, going into you know their preseason starting pretty soon, uh, it's it's they just did media day, so we're seeing all the we're seeing like Dennis Schroeder in a Raptors uniform. Like we're seeing that he's coming off of a. A big, huge FIBA win, which is awesome. Um, are you excited for this Raptors team? Not really. <laughs> I don't. I'm I gonna don't, be honest. I'm in the same boat. I don't really <clears throat> know. Like I'm seeing all these other teams do things, and I'm just like, well, Masai is losing my trust by the day, by the hour, by the minute. Um, I don't know. I don't have faith in Masai right now because he's scared. Like, make a move. Like Raptors are considered front runners. For so many stars, they're considered the front runners for Kevin Durant. They missed out on Kevin Durant. They I were think... considered the front runners for Damian Lillard. Mm. They missed out on Damian Lillard. I don't think they were actually front runners. <clears throat> I think it's so like news rumors are so easily spread around the NBA that like were they actually front runners or did, did just like someone hear something and then spread it throughout the NBA and then it was everywhere. I, I, I do feel like I have to give Masai the benefit of the doubt because I feel like he is trying. It's just a matter of players just don't want to come to Toronto. We're the only Canadian team in the league. You have to go through customs every single time. It's it's a hassle. So I don't I don't know. I, I feel like you've heard players talk about playing in Canada before. I don't know. I feel like people just don't want to come to Canada, which is a shame. But I don't know how you what you do what the NBA does to combat that. Players just don't want to come to Toronto. You even saw it with Kawhi. As soon as Kawhi had the first chance to go somewhere, he peace out Toronto. Uh, Kawhi's actually been in Toronto. I saw him here mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he's as was Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was practicing at yeah. U of T. Yeah. So like, <laughs> players are coming to Canada for no apparent reason. Charles Barkley loves you know I mean? Toronto. Like you, you hear, know, like, 
<coughs> so we'll see. A, yeah, it's just a matter of who actually wants to play there. I do want to talk about uh, one thing. You know, I'm, I, you know, shout out uh, a friend of mine, Corey. He sent me a message. He's, he listened to our last episode, and he's like, Neil, when are you doing a preview of the Maple Leafs and the season? And, uh, you know, here we are. Here I we didn't, are. I, I'm trying to avoid talking about the Leafs because I'm still... I try you know, to so, avoid talking about them in my everyday life. But if we're going to go and, and talk about the Blue Jays, and, you know, I suppose misery <laughs> has company because... yeah. I'm still miserable from the last season of the latest edition of, you know, the, the last Maple Leafs. I feel like fucking um, it up. The the heartbreak heals a lot faster now for me. I feel like <clears throat> it's every fucking year, man. It's every year, but it's also like I'm I, I am one of those people that's that's back looking at like the moves we made this off season and thinking, I think you know I think the Leafs can do it this year. They certainly added, you know, a couple key players to this team um, to, to help add. There's one thing that they've been lacking. Um, you know, this team is known to be soft. Um, they've needed to, they've tried to bulk up That's in previous I, years. I, I want to talk about too. But you I'll know, they've tried finish. to, they've tried to like add big bodies to mm-hmm. just like Labushkin or, um, you know, like they've tried to, you know, have bigger bodies on the team to try and be a little bit more intimidating and a little bit more physical. Mm-hmm. But that's not the word I'm looking for. The word I'm looking for here is grit. And like, are they gritty? You know, can they get down and and dirty, right? Like, can someone get checked hard and answer the bell? We're not just talking about the the Flyers mascot gritty. We're talking about like exactly what you're saying. And I think for the longest time, the Leafs have been just looking for players to stick up for their other players. That's literally like bottom line at the end of the day. If your star gets hit in the corner, who's going to jump on the ice? Who's going to step over there and lay that guy out and say that you can't fucking do that to our players? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I have never had more faith in the powerhouses that we signed this offseason. And I'm not just talking about people that are going to go out there and score your goals. We have that. We have that in Matthews. We have that in Nylander. We have that in Tavares, Marner. We have some of the best goal scorers in the league. Like that's just we have that. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of can we protect these goal scorers? And you know how you do that? You go out and sign Ryan Reeves. You go out and sign Tyler Bertuzzi. You go out and sign Max Domi. Those are the players that are going to go out there and lay asses out. So that's what I'm excited about this season. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Ryan Reeves, you're already seeing him in the preseason pumping up his fellow players. Like, let's go. Like, like find that dog in you. Literally, like we see, you see, like you you watch like a Hard Knocks episode of in the NFL, and you see them like talking about like even the Detroit Lions season. Dan Campbell, mm-hmm. like that's that's what I'm getting from this team right now. Is you know, bite some kneecaps. <clears throat> Let's fucking bite some kneecaps, <laughs> and when you get back up, we're gonna we're gonna bite you again. <laughs> we all remember that quote. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got some dogs on our team this season. Ryan Reeves, just look out. You, I'm not afraid of Tom Wilson playing up against against Austin, Austin Matthews anymore because I know we've seen it in the past. Ryan Reeves has Tom Wilson's number. Yeah. Go look up on YouTube when you get home, Ryan Reeves laying out Tom Wilson. The only thing that concerns me about <laughs> Ryan Revo is uh, his age. But, um, what you know, this, this offseason was really interesting for the Leafs. You know, Brad Trey Living, uh, he was hired as a general manager on May 31st, mm-hmm. replacing that bitch, Kyle Dubas. 
It's um, yeah. that I little we bitch. Have, we have uh, opposing opinions. You know, I don't say here. bitch too often on this fucking podcast, but you yes, know, you do. <laughs> what are you talking about? Kyle Dubas is a bitch personified. Um, you know, the, the Leafs, yeah, they did make the Stanley Cup playoffs in, you know, the five Dubas seasons, but mm-hmm. they only won just one playoff series. Yeah. It's not you know, Trey enough. Living is coming in. He immediately signs Austin Matthews to a four year deal, mm-hmm. um, which starts next year. Not this year. So they have him for the next five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he re-signed Sheldon Keefe. Might not have been too popular of a, a move. I'm fine with that. I'm fine um, with that. I, I, I don't mind Sheldon Keefe. Well, let's yeah. see him You know, with the tools that he's given <laughs> this year do. But he came in and he quoted, in his words, he wanted to add snot to yeah. it, to the Maple Leaf game. Yeah. Right? And he wanted to add snot to it. So he went out and he added players with grit and sandpaper and he he brought in Tyler Bertuzzi, he brought in Domi, he brought in Reeves. Tyler Bertuzzi now has have, like four teeth in his mouth. You want snot? You've got it. <laughs> they Sorry now have a full season upcoming <clears throat> with Matthew Nyes. Yeah. Right? Like they um the the one thing that I'm concerned about for this team though is their defense. Mm-hmm. Like let's see how they, you know, overcome that hole in the back. You know, I don't know if they're going to try and make a midseason deal like they did to get Luke Shen last year. But, you know, it's been going into last year. It was 19 seasons, uh, 19 years since they won a playoff series and they won a playoff series. Mm -hmm. So let's see if we can build off that. You know, it didn't work out against Florida in that series because you ran into a hot (laughs) goaltender um, and we ran into a hot team. But, you know, let's see. See what happens. We just weren't prepared for them. And, you know, I we talked about it before, but, you know, it still lives in my nightmares of, you know, the the amount of bad refereeing from that last game. And this is all I'm going to talk about, but that, that last game that where you got eliminated, Nylander did score that goal, um, and there was major, major interference on that overtime goal. Major interference. So, um, have you seen the projected lineup? For the season, for the Leafs, for the Leafs. they have they're moving Nylander to the center. Yep. So they so. have Austin Matthews, Tavares, Nylander down the middle, and then Kampf on the fourth line as the fourth line center. But top line is projected to be Bertuzzi on the left, Matthews and Marner. Mm-hmm. Second line, Matthew Nyes on the left, John Tavares, Sam Lafferty on the right. Mm-hmm. Third line is probably my favorite line of this lineup. It's Nick Robertson, William Nylander, and Max Domi. I think that that's going to be a pit bull of a lineup. You know what I mean? Like, and then you they have Yarn Crow Camp and Ryan Reeves <laughs> on the on the fourth. But like that third line is. I think that's a solid top nine right there. Yeah, that is honestly like I feel like if we if those are the lineups that we end up having, I think we have a very good chance of doing something special this season. Defense again, I mentioned is my one concern. Um, obviously, they have Samsonov and Wall back in yep. in the cage. Uh, but they have Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, then Jake McCabe, John Klingberg, who they signed, and then Mark Giordano, who should not be in a starting lineup. He's 40 um, years old. He just Mark Giordano and Timothy Lilligren. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know if Mark Giordano will play this whole season as a Leaf. I know he's taking a major discount to be here. He just turned 40, so obviously he's at the tail end of his career. Um, I... I I do like Klingberg. I think he's a solid, you know, shutdown defenseman. But he's also like a powerhouse from the blue line. Like you put him on the uh, the power play, he can fire some some heavy hits, some heavy shots from the blue line. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I will say I am excited to be hurt again. <laughs> yeah. I will say. 
Sign you up. You have no Justin Hall to you know blame this year. I, so. We we don't really have anyone. I mean, I I'm sure halfway through the season we'll start blaming Max Domi for something because he already is hated by most of the Leafs nation. I think he's going to win us over pretty quickly um, because you know his dad obviously played for years and was loved by the by the Leafs. Um, but just the fact that Max Domi played for the Canadians for so long. We can forgive that if we... We can know, forgive that. If he puts up a solid season, we can we can look past that. We can forgive that. Uh, but I'm excited. You're excited too, Neil. It's going to get started I'm not, next. I'm not going to talk about my excitement, but like we'll see. We'll you know, see. They won 50 games last year. Let's see, you know, <clears throat> let's get back there. And Playoff success will have a lot of measurement in how much I love this team. We will say like, that this season, as soon as it's over, the season doesn't happen. The season didn't happen. It is we're starting a game one again. We know the Leafs are going to be good this season. They're really good every single season. <clears throat> you know they have those runs. We we're going to see them be really good this season. I think Matthews gets back to sixty goals. Hundred percent this year. If he's fully healthy the whole season, yes, hundred okay. percent. But I will say, let's just you know tamper our excitement a little bit. You know, uh, make sure that we're, we're still checking our reality and pinching ourselves every now and then because, yes, we're going to be good this season. But if we don't do anything in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Playoff success. That's it. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. That's how we're going to end the episode. Thank you so much. We're so glad to be back. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Podcast.